Welcome to Randomania! It's a podcast where we select a WrestleMania match. At random. And then we talk about it. That's right, old wrestling! Four-year-old wrestling! Yeah, four-year-old wrestling. It's old wrestling. My name is Brad. Um, welcome to another episode. Thanks for the download. Joining me as always is my brother Matt. What's going on? Hey, it's good to see your face and hear your voice. Uh, I uh, really looking forward to hearing what you want like think about this one because you had like a an opinion previously after seeing it live for the first time, and I'm not sure you'd ever seen it since then. So I'm really anxious to see what you thought because I I'm just I'm just anxious. You're anxious. I get it because you said you liked it. I said I didn't. What match did we get, Matt? We had match number 350 from WrestleMania 36, aired on April 4th, 2020, but filmed on March 25th into the 26th of 2020 in a boneyard at an undisclosed location in Orlando, Florida, in front of zero people. I practiced that. Could you tell? No. It's a boneyard match between The Undertaker and AJ Styles. A boneyard match, the first of its kind. Uh, nobody knew what a boneyard match was, right? Uh, we had to guess when we found out. Oh boy, we found out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one against the Phenom. Phenomenal one, yeah. Yeah? That's Battle of the Phenomenals. Uh, it's uh, AJ... I, let's start with this before I do anything. This probably was scheduled to be just a regular old match, right? I would assume this was going to be a regular old Undertaker match at WrestleMania. I, I would imagine because this was a pivot, right? So this was not what was planned. Yeah, it's odd. So any, uh, I don't know if there was much of these two having any kind of interactions before February of 2020. So I know like there was a Super Showdown thing where. Uh, it was like a tournament or something for some kind of cup, and AJ was in the finals with Ray or something like that, and then Ray got jumped by the OC, which is AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Is this accurate so far? Did you say Ray Mysterio? Yeah, Ray Mysterio got jumped. Yeah, that's he was accurate. AJ's opponent in this tournament, and uh, Taker surprisingly replaces Ray Mysterio. Is that kind of how it happens? And then takes out AJ and wins. <laughs> yeah, so I actually watched Super Showdown, this uh, whole segment, for research purposes, and that's exactly how it happened. Do you know what this trophy was called? It's like the Turok something, some memorial tournament. You're so close. It's like the Turok Mountain Trophy. Mountain Trophy. You had to climb the mountain to win the trophy. <laughs> so, yeah. The top of that mountain was AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, well, because our our truth actually had a pretty cool moment where he beat like three dudes, so it was like pretty cool for our truth. Uh, and then like uh, AJ Styles calf crusher. Anyway, uh, yeah, like you said, OC thing. But the Undertaker's entrance at this Super Showdown is great. His laser beams, well, the flames are fucking big stadium. The flames are like thirty feet high. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's coming out. It's ridiculous. I was like, this is incredible. I'm glad I turned this on. He gets in there and beats AJ Styles and never takes his hat off, which I enjoyed. Choke slam, pins him without taking his hat off the whole time. And then 
just leaves and does the whole look back and arm up thing. And that's it. And he got paid a bunch of money for it. That was good for Undertaker. But this was his surprise, right? So that was a surprise return. Nobody knew this was happening. So I thought that was fun for everybody. That yeah, is right. pretty fun. I uh, probably saw that. Maybe not live. But I have no memory of that. So dark I time. didn't remember it either. Dark, uh, dark times. Dark times. Dark times. Well, it was like three weeks before the world shut down. So this was like the last thing we had. Uh, but also, my favorite thing is the shot of the Undertaker before he leaves, with him with the he stops and like poses by the the trophy, the mountain trophy, the Tilwak Mountain trophy, like kind of awkwardly, but like what's the Undertaker do posing at this trophy for? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty funny. So he has that on his resume too, the Tilwak Mountain Trophy winner, as, as well as the streak, which are about equal in prestige. I'm laughing every time you say the name of the trophy. It makes me laugh. I wrote it down. T U W A I Q. Tuak. I don't know. And I haven't listened to Michael Cole say it. I have no idea how to say it. So I was. <clears throat> I'm not sure how much more you looked in, but I know at Elimination Chamber, which was very soon after this, right? Early March, I'm guessing. Like second week of mm-hmm. March probably makes sense. AJ's yep. got a match with Aleister Black. Malachi mm. Black? Which one was he at the time? Alistair Black. And that was Malachi Black. He was Alistair Black. They had a match, and Taker interferes there, too. So I think AJ comes out on Raw and has cut promos on Taker for what happened at Super Showdown previous to Elimination Chamber. Is this accurate? Yeah, he says, you cost me two times. You know, He says, you know, you... Uh you know, you you cost me the trophy, and you cost me whatever was on the line at the other... I'm not sure if anything was on the line at all, but it cost him the match, I guess, either way. But, um... And he, and he starts going after uh, Michelle McCool. Yeah. And like his personal and Mark Calloway. Starts calling him by his real name and stuff, too. And yeah. Got tight. Hey, uh, what is it personal matters make money? Yeah, so he immediately went personal because they really didn't have anything else to go off of. No. They did nothing. nothing. So you might as well just take a shot and be like, oh, your wife's putting you up this. Your little puppy dog will do anything she says. And <laughs> she <laughs> needs the money. She needs He's the like, money. So there was one good promo during the... There was like two Raws that were with no fans. Maybe three, I don't know. But there's one in particular. AJ Styles gets like a three-minute like promo to cut on The Undertaker. And he starts talking about how he's wearing uh, maternity pants out there. And how he looks like a goth version of something. I don't know. I played it. I already clipped it. Here's the clip that he says that made me laugh. Maternity pants! Yes! Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And he looked like this gothic version of, like, Dog the Bounty Hunter? No, 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 no. Even better. A gothic version of the Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you will. That's a sweet burn. Trust me on that one. <laughs> so he challenges him in that thing to a Boneyard match, saying this is right up your alley, and this is what you always wanted and all that. And he's going to, like, he's going to be the one to end the Undertaker's career and bury him. Bury his career or something. So, um, yeah, I guess that announces that it's a boneyard match, but nothing's explained as to what the rules actually are. Well, I don't think they knew what it was. So they, the, the, I, I really don't. So where they have this match is legitimately like it was a set built so they could do promos for the match. It was going to be promos set. This was the set for the promos, and that Michael Hayes and Triple H liked it so much that they, or other officials, whoever it may be, that they were like, we make this bigger and do this bunch of shit, this is where we're going to have our match. And then they just build, a little bit, build, build it a little bit bigger, it took five days to build the whole set, 
and then uh, took them less than uh, eight hours to beat the crap out of it. It's Amazing. in Orlando the... somewhere. It's on not. It's not. I don't think it's on a soundstage or anything like that. It's some location in Orlando, Florida, not near the Performance Center. They said it's not not by there, so I don't know. That's yeah. pretty much what I heard too. It, it was a bit of a drive to the spot, but somebody was aware of this like spot that was like usable. So, yep, somebody knew it. And, yeah, I knew that. And I know, like, I think it's funny that it's like it's not like in the woods. It's in the like. There's cars driving by in the background. Yeah, I was going to say, you can see headlights. It's the off the road. Yeah. And then there's like a tent in the background at one point, almost like a big like catering tent, or like you'd have like a wedding reception in with like all the little hangy lights, totally in the bathroom. AJ takes the choke slam, spoiler, we'll get to it, off the thing. You can totally see all that shit in the background. <laughs> Which is fine, because it looks like it's just... Yeah, it's like, stuff. Because it's, it's, it's a boneyard match, not a graveyard match. Who knows what a boneyard is? Boneyard I did actually... If you want to talk about a graveyard match, during my research, I did watch a graveyard match. Do you know about this graveyard match? Are you talking about Sting and Vampiro? Uh, Vampiro and the Demon. Oh my god, that's even worse. I thought there was a Dale Sting Torborg. One. I thought there was a Sting one. Maybe he was a replacement? Oh my god, you watched this thing? I, I did, so this, I was like, this is not... This boneyard match is not um, it's not unprecedented. This has already happened. It's also from the legendary Bash at the Beach 2000. It's actually it's like the segments intertwine with the whole Hogan Jarrett uh, Russo thing. Like what? they they do the that match, then that match happens, and then they the object of that match was to first back to the arena wins, which is so stupid. So Vampiro shows up, and then like. Anyway, then they go, then 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 Russo cuts his promo. Anyway, so I got sidetracked. That's, uh... So you saw all that shit. Yeah, so anyway, that match was not as good as this match. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, they do go in the water, like full on in the water. Like Charles Robinson goes in the water, and I would love to hear a story about that. I meant oh, to... man. Cool. That was not the point of our show, so I didn't go any further, but they're like, in some random ass water, like deep, <laughs> it's like I can't be good anyway. Like, yeah, that's pretty sad. I'm sure that could be somewhere. Charles Robinson's done some interviews. Anyway, if he puts out a book, you got to go buy it, then go to his freaking signing and ask him that question. That's what we got. Correct. Right, I got to know. Uh, so Taker here too. Uh, like he hadn't been around much that I can recall. Like he's just not around because he's always hurt. Like AJ, he cuts the promo. You have a match, you get hurt. You leave. You come back. You have a match, and you get hurt. So this is probably comeback, and I'm guessing Taker gets to kind of pick who he wants to work with at this point. He picks AJ, just a hunch. Um, I'm assuming as well. Um, AJ so, was kind of killing it at the time too. AJ, AJ was, was kind of really... killing it. Came off that Joe stuff that was really good. Like you know, yep. that was real personal. He was the guy that was getting personal with people. Remember, he was going after Joe's wife and shit. I don't know if you remember all that too. So that was the thing. So, but yeah, this is almost like not even Dead Man Undertaker, not quite American Badass Undertaker. This is like legitimately like Mark Calloway Undertaker. And I think yeah. even at one point called the Holy Trinity is the American Badass, the Dead Man, and Mark Calloway. So he's you know he even says it during the match at one point. You get that Holy Trinity, boy. So this is kind of like Mark Calloway versus AJ Styles. Right. It's like when Mick Foley, with the fully formed Mick Foley, at the end of his career was Mick Foley. Like there you go. all those, all those characters that created him are. 
he's all of them. So yeah, yeah he's a little bit of cactus, a little bit of dude, little man kind in there, right? So yeah, um, which totally makes sense if you think about it. It's kind of great. So I hope if Raven ever has matches, he can be a little bit of Raven, a little bit of Johnny Polo, a little bit of Scotty Flamingo. You know what I mean? That's what we want. To see. I hope I, we can only hope. <laughs> Just an emo, depressed surfer guy that likes to play polo. Yes, <laughs> those two characters are so different. He's underrated. Um, oh, I agree. Big raving guy. Fame, that guy. Anyway, we'll talk about him at some point. He has some WrestleMania matches. One we may have had. Um, we have. So there is. I think the, the that was the only other really note I had um, about like before we get into the actual match. But this is the main event of night one. This is the yeah. final match. Um, they still never really tell you what the rules are. There's no bell, so there's no actual... I this is the one match to go presented by Credit One Bank. Is that what it was? No, that's what it is now. Oh. So we, we should probably mention pandemic shit too, right? So everything shuts down here, man. And they were originally had WrestleMania was supposed to be at Raymond James Stadium. <clears throat> but obviously that got shut down. So all of the other matches, with the exception of this one, and I, was there one in night two that was a cinematic match as well? Was that was that Cena Bray, which is still top five greatest things I've ever seen in the history of wrestling, and I'll, I'll get nine stars. Um, but this is a new, not a new concept either. The cinematic match is not necessarily new. There are a lot of like cinematic adjacent matches, but like they're still not necessarily shot like this. This has got background music and sound effects. Those other ones were like a boiler room match or like the the Piper Goldust WrestleMania 12 backstage brawl. Um, you know the halftime oh, show in '99 at the Empty Arena where they did some weird cinematic shots with Rock and Mankind. Go ahead. Just, that is for sure. Absolutely. There was also some stuff with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. The whole, uh, the the whole, uh, what was that called? The house. Is it like the, when he burned the house, the fight. He burned the house down. Yeah, that was a very cinematic thing. So that that was kind of recent before this, within the last five years before, the, obviously, three even. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's not unprecedented at all to have cinematic. And it was it's called for this time because you have the freedom now, or you have the opportunity to take what's given to you and make it, as good as you can, and this is probably the answer. Yeah, because Undertaker can't go for twenty minutes with no crowd. Like even coming out with no crowd to this like a regular Undertaker match is just gonna be weird as hell. No fucking way. And like you, Taker relies on crowd and selling and staying there and waiting and prodding and plotting and then finally getting the win and coming out on top after selling for for. 12 minutes, but with no fans, man, that's a three and a half minute match. Taking three punches and then acting like he's dead? Sorry, it's an Undertaker match. You're not lying. It's true. So this is a nice kind of protection. It also gives AJ a little bump. So here we are. We are at our Boneyard, which apparently is a place that has grave uh, headstones and a barn and a John Deere tractor. No pun intended, by the way. Yeah, um... So this is the first tractor in WrestleMania history because then I was thinking I saw a tractor at SummerSlam I thought that was the first tractor in wrestling, uh, but this no because then I thought there was other buried live matches before this with tractors and I was like no never mind, but was there ever at WrestleMania? Probably probably a WrestleMania first the WrestleMania debut of a tractor and yeah it's John, and it's John Deere Green hanging out yeah uh, yeah so you get a hearse rolling up right that's what we see first. We got a hearse rolling up, a couple of druids opening the doors, pulling the casket out for the casket to come out, and well, you don't want the we don't want the I don't know the words. 
That's pretty close. Okay. You did not nail it last week, by the way. It was kind of close. I was slow, or I was too fast. There's a couple bad ones in there, and some key changes, ill-advised key changes in there too. But um, <laughs> I got to tell you, your J E double F's, J A double R E double T's. You added them right, so like it started almost before I started doing it, and ended just the same amount of time at the end of it. I was like, God damn! So the middles kind of matched up every time. I was real proud of you, son. Real proud. Of you, son. I, I was happy about them too. I was like, this is a low energy, high. Uh, quality episode it's, it's so perfect <laughs> i was so i was like that's i like i because i like that it doesn't match up i think it's kind of funny right it's kind of just uh so anyway, yeah you did your best but you were real close even the gone thing <laughs> yeah like, i know ti- timed out like that perfect. timed out that was just coincidence that when i started saying it he started saying it yeah that was i literally clipped it put it in there and it lined up i was like holy shit that's amazing moving on <laughs> anyway. you know what you're doing anyway uh, yeah, so yeah, so that, no music. I had to sing it. I just wanted to make sure we could sing it. Uh, and he's calling out Taker, and you hear motorcycle in the background, and here comes the American dead man, Mark Taker. Yeah, to some Metallica. To Metallica, who I'm sure they had to pay like 250 grand to use it twice. They got the budget, man. They, they you know. Yeah, you probably didn't have to buy as much pyro this year for the actual stadium, so let's put it into Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Taker's had Metallica. Taker had Metallica before, so right. Didn't he? Yeah, sorta. Not really. He had Kid Rock who sampled Metallica. Well, there you go. Sting, Sting Metallica. Well, they did, and then they. Well, Triple H loves Metallica, so he always puts Metallica in stuff. And it's not the first time, and it won't be the last time they use Metallica for stuff. He uses it all the time. Keep it going, Trips. We like it. That's right. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, so, yeah, but it's Now That We're Dead. It is, yeah. Now the song is called Now That We're Dead, which is off the album. Hardwired. Da, da, da. Self- the Self-Destruct Self- from 2016. Did you put a question mark at the end of it? Hardwired. The Self-Destruct? Self-Destruct? I'm Ron Burgundy. Burgundy? Hard, I'm Ron, hardwired to Self-Destruct. So, I I like that, yeah, when the personal thing continues and I'm taking sure because they're calling each other their real names again, that's one thing I noted. <laughs> Come uh, on, Alan! Yeah, he's when he was fighting, he was beating him up, calling him Alan, so I was like, ah, okay, getting personal. We didn't talk about really quick the uh, uh, great video package before this, too, really gave the whole story, I thought. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't have to do much research, because that video package told me everything after I already researched. That was pretty damn good. Way to go, Kevin Dunn and the team. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I thought it left those stuff out, but, like, it summarized everything perfectly. If you'd been watching every week, you'd, you'd be like, cool. But if, and if you hadn't been, you're caught up. You're good, so. That's, that was probably me. Uh, yeah, a lot of trash talking, man. Uh, we ha- So we have background music and punching sound effects. When Only when Undertaker throws a punch, but not when AJ Styles throws a punch. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of uh, panting. That's one thing about these two is a lot of just like heavy breathing and like. A gay porn happening. If you weren't yeah. watching and only listening from another room, two men are having sex. <laughs> these two people, people working out and are having, having sex. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah, background music, which is fine. I guess it kind of needs it. Could you imagine if it would have how what it would have been without it? it yeah, would have been, been it would have been Vampiro versus the Demon. <laughs> exactly, that's what I was gonna say. And also the lighting, because they had no lighting on this Vampiro match. It was literally Charles Robinson holding a fucking flashlight oh, as they battled oh. each other in the woods. Like, oh, there's no snakes. Um, 
<laughs> oh my goodness. That's really funny. Yeah, a lot of lighting. But the lighting worked to their advantage. Um, no, it's good, though. I want it to be. I'm not seeing seen any behind-the-scenes pictures of this? Mm-mm. Oh, there's that one big bust. Like, it's a bust. Like, it looks like concrete bust on a stand. It's all hollow on the inside from the backside and shit. It's pretty funny. Anyway, I just thought of that. Because I thought they might use it during the match, and then they didn't. And I remembered, oh, it's a movie prop. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, obviously, we have no commentary here and no referee. So, we don't have any of that getting in the way. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, did you notice the movie punch sounds when Undertaker picked AJ? I'm going to go with no, but oh, I... Yeah, bro. <laughs> Good. I didn't notice, there, but... That's... But they're not there when AJ's hitting Taker. Maybe they were, and maybe they were later, but I'm like, oh, well, I guess we know who's winning. I guess But so. there was added thuds. You know, you hit somebody <laughs> into a whatever, and there was extra sound effect thuds. Cinematic, bro. That's good. Uh, I mean, that's good because it sounded impactful. It, it was a fucking movie. It was just like a 20-minute movie of a fight. It was a 20-minute fight scene that was a movie? Kinda. Right? As Vince McMahon would say in Beyond the Mat, I do what you do. We make movies. Okay, well, there you go. Find that clip. Put that shit on there, motherfucker. Anyway, <laughs> Undertaker fucks himself up for real right away. Immediately. Punches the window out, and it's legit. Oh, yeah. Punches his arm open, and that was real. It happened, and it was early in the shoot, so he had to keep working all night without a bandage because of continuity. With a oh my god, I was Real wondering why they. Thing. I was like, you know what? For them to get this like hearse, like gimmicked hearse with this gimmick window in that short a period of time is pretty impressive. Real. Why so would they do that? From Luke Gallows. This is a. This is. I guess he said it on an A podcast, probably talking shop, which I probably heard him even say it, but I don't recall that he was legit. Like they, because he, they told he had the metal pipe in his hand. That would be enough to. They thought the window would kind of break out, but it more. Because it's got tint, man. So like, it but he holds. put his arm right through it. Like it, it looked like he was. Tr- it looked like he was trying to put his arm through it. It, it reminded me of the Goldberg thing. That's what I said. Are you just going to Goldberg yourself in the first five minutes? This but thing? at least he had a pipe in his hand to kind of hit it first with. Yeah. But yeah, he fucked himself up. But you can't wrap it. He's in a fight. What the and hell? It, and this and it's one of the first things they do. So you can't keep wiping the blood off and cleaning it because of continuity. So this dude's got an open wound in this environment. Just throwing that out there. Dirt. <laughs> the things you'll do for this business, I swear. So, yeah, they battle on top of the hearse for a minute. He punches the shit out of him. Rolls off the hearse. Uh, that's why AJ Wind- makes windshield? a comeback, though. Oh, yeah, AJ throws him on the windshield. the windshield. Yeah. Yeah, AJ comeback, by the way, with the dirt in the eyes. Genius. That's what you should do when you're fighting and there's dirt. Throw fucking dirt in their eyes and hit him in the nuts. Yeah, kicks him in the nuts, like, really hard. That was good. That had a sound effect on it. It <laughs> sounds... Was it like? Yeah. So yeah. And then, then the Undertaker's dead. Well, he's also dead because he gets hit. He gets hit by a headstone. Well, that's after the Gallows and Anderson interfere. Oh, it is. This is the grave. This is when they show the grave. I think for the first time. Yes. Like you're going to the grave, and then Gallows and Anderson show up with a bunch of druids. Yeah, I wrote down why. Because Undertaker. They're with him. Not anymore. They've turned against him, just like the rest of his fucking family will after he loses. Okay, great. So my favorite part, not my favorite part, but one of my favorite parts of the whole... The door's opening? That's good. I like that. That was actually really good. I was like, that's good. 
That's good. Go ahead, I'm sorry. But, but when he just goes, all right, let's do this, and just literally just punch, kick, punch, kick. They don't even fight back. Punch, kick, punch, kick. Punch. Every one of them, they just fall off, and they're they're no longer a part of the That's story. Right. Oh, like, yeah, if we're going to do They did this. nothing. They didn't Where'd even they have go? to block anything. He just punched and kicked them to death. They're dead now. Where'd they, they go, the... though? They're still there. They laid those spots the whole time? I don't think they showed the spots, but... It was right in front of the fucking barn thing. Yeah, I don't know. I've been vanquished from this They plan. also disintegrated because it's a video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just kind of flickered and went away. Like... Yeah, they were just gone. Uh, hitting with a shovel handle, that's got to hurt. Didn't look yeah, good. Yeah, I think this could have been. The shovel broke immediately when he picked up the shovel. I laughed at yeah, that because the shovel head broke off. So it was just a stick. Just and the they handle. were calling it a shovel. And it was just a shovel handle. But... Go hit with a shovel, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Then a gravestone over uh, by AJ over Taker's head, which would just kill a normal man. Yeah, but... Also, he's... how strong is AJ Styles? Mm-hmm. That you can just <laughs> smash concrete over his man's head. With force enough to break it. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's been working out. Strong. I mean, he's always in good shape now, but 2020, AJ Styles. So you get a lot of huffy puffy from Taker, but at least he's got enough energy to flip off AJ. Just let him know a little fuck you. And I think he wanted to say fuck you, but you can't say fuck you. So he would just flip him off and went, uh, 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 uh. So that was fun. A lot more, there was a lot more of that even later, though, because they do more. There's more stuff before he's really huffing and puffing. I forget some things now, though. Well, that was an actual broken shovel, and uh, Undertaker goes, he gets broken shovel over his back, and he's in the grave hole. And AJ goes, and luckily the tractor starts, because he's going to pour all of the dirt onto the Undertaker. But then the greatest meme of wrestling, maybe right behind you, Undertaker <laughs> miraculously shows up standing directly behind AJ Styles, looking at him, doesn't say a word. Now, keep in mind, there are headlights on the tractor shining right at the hole that he was going to. So I don't know how AJ didn't see him crawl out of there. But I can only akin this to the 1994 Royal Rumble where Undertaker wasn't a casket, and then he just wasn't. He just showed up on top of the, the Titantron, on top of the screen, because he can just teleport. So, wrestling. T- Teleportation is inside of the Undertaker's uh, arsenal and repertoire. As a matter of fact, he just demonstrated this on Raw two weeks prior to this, maybe even a week prior, when they were signing the contract. AJ Styles said Gallows and Anderson to give the contract to Undertaker. He's in the ring, and they dropped it in the ring. The lights went out, came back up. Fucking Undertaker standing behind him. Teleportation. So we already un- we know he could do this. Now he's did it in 94, like you said. Undertaker is the phenom for a reason. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's pretty good. How else would he get there? It worked out. But yeah, we all know that famous meme. If you're a wrestling fan, you've probably seen it a hundred times. Even non-wrestling fans probably see it from time to time. <laughs> like me trying to get the last piece of pizza or something, and it's got like this, you know what I mean? Me yeah. at 3 a.m. thinking I'm all alone, eating cheese out of the bag in the kitchen. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, the cat. Yeah, 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 right, exactly. Um, so thank God somebody set up a ladder, because now we have to go up on the roof. Well, they've been doing work up there. You could tell the roofing looked pretty nice. It was sturdy. <laughs> so it the, was very sturdy. I'll yeah. tell you, they, it was reinforced. Also, more power of the Undertaker, fireworks and pyro. Yeah, he, he, that is true. This he's a, Every time he comes out, he can... Uh, affect the lights 
He can affect the pyro. Lightning. Lightning, sometimes lightning strikes. Lightning. He has l- literally struck people with lightning because of his power in his life. Um, Thank God yeah. that was there. But uh, the OC also makes it up there, and uh, they take some big old bumps, which is a fun mm-hmm. for everybody. Big tombstone yeah. with Carl Anderson up there. Who big we never tombstone. really see come down, so we have to assume he's still up there. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess so. So uh, the pyro at the end then just kills him. He's he's crispy. He's, he's dead now. It's probably why they released him a week after this. Um, but I in true, we we're on top of there. We got to get somebody off of there. Big choke slam on AJ. Left yeah, look, cinematically landed hard. No stunt man. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a bump. I was like, oh shit! Ouch. I know it take, wasn't. Had to Come take on. one. Had to take at least one. Yeah, take it, that WrestleMania payday. Earn it. Uh, but yeah, he landed on what was the collapsed fence after he had t- tackled the Undertaker earlier. Oh, that's true. Good call. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I didn't even realize that. That's what he landed on. So. Oh, I got you. I couldn't really figure it out. That makes total sense. I got you. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the tackle through the the wall earlier. Yeah, he was jawing about his wife at the time. I remember that. But anyway, oh. and, and just to clarify, the Druid's door opening thing, like in the building, like light big lights from inside of it, which I thought was kind of fun. Again, mm-hmm. also. You know, and then all like five walls or six walls or doors, I guess, all fall at the same time, and then like yeah. six s- small midget white dudes in druid costumes that are probably indie wrestlers or NXT guys that are just happy to have something to do that week. I'll take a bump. Yeah, we, we mentioned it. Anyhow, um, now my favorite part of the match the whole time is when it should be the bad guy, the heel, just begging the whole time, just saying, "I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Like, uh, please don't, please don't bury me." Please don't do this and take her just being like, thought you were tough, huh? You're going to mm-hmm. you fucking talk about my wife. Keep, uh, keep my motherfucking wife out your motherfucking mouth. That's, I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> and since Undertaker murders people, he, yeah. he, he, buried it. he buries them. He puts them in the grave and he buries them. Yeah, even after he told him he wasn't. He's like, I ain't going to bury you. Come on. Yeah, they're all friendly. You. Like, they were buddies. You know, they're hanging out. He gives him a hug. And then he boot. He... Big boots him into the hole. Boots but that the... was him being the true. He, he was just he was just toying with him. He was just playing with him because he's actually evil. And it was. Um... Big evil red devil. I think I have an Undertaker shirt that says that. Yeah. Yeah, buries him uh, under dirt. Which my I guess pick. ends the match, which the Undertaker technically wins at 24 minutes, even is what Wikipedia has. So you know, then you okay, hear the gongs. So, but go ahead. So I said to myself, so this really was basically just an outdoor buried alive match. I guess. So I guess at that point, the producers of the movie deemed one competitor no longer able to continue and decided to cinematically end the match with music that they couldn't actually hear there, due to his actual. Death. So my favorite part of the match is the little hand with the glove sticking out of the dirt. <laughs> Not a real hand, by the way. Fake hand. Of course. I mean, if you didn't know, it is. Uh, also, so the AJ Styles headstone. So yeah. little did AJ know that the headstone he said he provided for The Undertaker earlier in the night actually had his own name on it. <sighs> that Undertaker. Undertaker. So then. That the AJ hand on the ground, man. So what the hell? What the hell? So then uh, Taker gets back on his bike, and uh, the pyre goes off, and a big Undertaker symbol uh, shines up on the building, and it's fucking cool. 
And he rides off into the sunset, and the broadcast goes off the air. That's the end of WrestleMania 36. And one. the end of Undertaker's in-ring career, the last physical activity he's had or match or anything. This is Undertaker's last match right here. Yeah. Officially, I think 23-2 and two at WrestleMania, I think, is his final tally. Sounds about right. Yeah. Only losses to Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Um, yeah. What do you want to rate it? Let's go right into the ratings so we talk about it. I yeah, because the rating is going to be the, I mean, okay. That's where we really get to talk about it. For real. So, like, I uh, I uh, kind of love it. I kind of love it a lot. I kind of, like, also hate a lot about it, but um, I think I definitely like it more after a second watch or third watch than I did when I watched it live. Um, man, it's not a wrestling match. So, I have to. you have to understand that I, this is, you know, they can't all be... Steve Austin, Bret Hart. Sometimes you need entertainment, and we have given the McMahon's Shane versus Vince five stars because of the entertainment value. This is a three and a half for me, which is probably higher than I initially said I was going to go when I thought about it. Just because it is mella, mella, mella memorable, hella memorable, and I think it's I don't know, broke some barriers and shit. Like, there were some other cinematic matches that have been since this, and they're not great. Like, this is still better than a lot of those. I just, it's fun. It's memorable. It's good shit. Metallica. Okay, three. It's three. Right? Three. It's three. You're going three, huh? I don't like sound effects, and, and I don't like the sound effects. I can, I'm okay with the music. I don't like the sound effects. So, before last week, we, well, when we picked this match, I said... Uh, I remember hating it. I definitely do remember hating it. That was my opinion. Was like that was terrible, but whatever. Um, when I logged into Peacock today, I could have chosen to watch Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's on there. Won the Academy Award. I could have chose to watch Inception. Inception's on there. I was like, I haven't seen that since I saw it in the theater. What a great movie. These are great movies from great directors. But instead, I watched the Boneyard match. And I was probably more entertained by the Boneyard match than I was by the two. Number one, because it was shorter. But number two, because it was actually way better than I remember. Um, I'm giving this a four. Whoa, brother! All right, I'll go back to three and a half, because I feel like I, I couldn't... I, okay. This match was good. Uh, the reason I like it is because the believability of the fight scene aspect of it. I really thought that they played up the I'm hurt well to the point that I believed it. When The Undertaker was toying with him at the end, saying he wasn't going to bury him and all that, I was like, Undertaker's got acting chops. This is acting. I was like, I actually kind of liked this. So it was somewhere between like B-movie... Uh, but like, like an okay one, the one one that you're open minded to as you're watching, you're like, this yeah. is fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know it's a B movie, but you're cool with it. You like it. It's getting a bump because it was put together so quickly, as and uh, as a pivot, and it turned out this well. Like I'm not gonna. It turned out this well. That closing shot with the pyro and the thing as he rides off is is great. Is great. It is iconic moment in the Undertaker's career of a very iconic career. Uh, <laughs> AJ Styles played a great part in this. I thought the Good Brothers did a good job as well. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I liked it a lot better now than I did when I saw it live. I was like a little ashamed that anyone else had to watch this as we were watching it. I was like, new and different, new and different. It was so different and uncomfortable. But as I watch it now, I'm like, no, this is uh, high-quality, entertaining WWE content, and it is a 4 in the HBK scale of 5. Put a pause in there. 
It was great. I'm glad I watched it. It was fun. And the build-up was fun. I wish that, you know, I'm glad. So, in other words, this is the best thing that happened that came out of the pandemic. Isn't this probably better than any match they would have had, being? That's what I'm saying. This is way better than any match they would have had. And we would have given whatever match they had a two. Because it would yeah, have been I held a, up two fingers as he said that. Because AJ Styles would have carried it to make it good. Because there's no such he's thing as AJ. a bad AJ Styles match. Right, because he's AJ. But, um, and I think that was a good selection by Undertaker to work with at Mania because he was like the he's the he's the best in the ring he's, mm-hmm. uh, that we have right look, that we had like a million dollars yeah we definitely that we had in 2020 too is my opinion he's um, maybe I'm just a big AJ Styles guy as well because I am but WWE version AJ Styles I couldn't tell you jack shit about what he did before he got to WWE but ever since he's been here uh one of my favorites so good shit I'm so happy that you gave it a pretty decent ranking there that makes me happy. I have to stick with the three and a half, man, because that's where I went with it. Yeah. I, uh, that's fine. I would have yeah. even considered higher. I just didn't want to make it seem like we were so fucking different if you still hated it. Oh, I was kind of like hedging. I was kind of like hedging a little bit. Anyhow, oh, that God. was. Well, we should probably pick one for next time. What do you think? We should definitely pick one for next time. I have. Right, well, while we get ready for that, why don't you head over to Instagram? Give us a follow at Randomania Podcast. We're also on Facebook at Randomania Podcast. How about that uh, TikTok, Brad? What are you at there? Up to hasn't hasn't hadn't opened it. <laughs> I almost logged into the Twitter today. I was going to tweet at somebody about who were watching the match because they were tweeting about it, and I was going to tweet at them. Hey, we're going to talk about this match. Check out a podcast. But I was like. Boy, that's so much work. All right, so just Facebook and Instagram then. <laughs> well, we're going to pick a match between 0 and 403 because there are 403 matches on the main cards of all WrestleManias. No pre-match stuff or heat matches or anything like that, but we'll get that if we pick 0 because 0 gets us to pick whatever the hell we want. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. 318. 318. Do we have this? I think we have this. This is Alexa Bliss versus Naomi versus Natalia versus Becky Lynch versus Carmella versus Mickey James. Hey, we have had it. Thank goodness. All right, let's try one more time. 36. 36? 36, 36. I'm 37? 37. Um, 36 Uh-oh. is Don Morocco versus Dino Bravo. WrestleMania 4. First yeah. round match. First round match. Can we pick two? There ain't much to that. There ain't much to that. Here we go. 285, 285. All right. 285 is Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. Whoa. After from Brock's comeback. Tw- 29, yeah. We had it. We did? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. I have the crossed off list version. Oh, okay, great. I don't. Okay, let's do it again. Sweet. 96. 96. It's going to be a good one. This will be right in our wheelhouse. Let's 90, go. Yeah, it is. It's Randy Savage versus Ric Flair. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 8. WrestleMania 8 for the title. All right, there we go. We'll give you a little Dino Bravo, a little Don Morocco action, but then we're really going to let this let it fly on the Savage Flair thing. Hey. Savage Flair. There's a lot to talk about. Oh, Rumble 92. Rumble 92. The, the whole Liz stuff. The, the WWF Magazine. The whole uh, Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan never happening. The whole Sid 
fucking all kinds there's just stuff war there's a lot going on Alright, so Don Morocco, Dino Bravo, round one, WrestleMania 4. We'll get it knocked off the list. There's a lot of those WrestleMania 4 tournament matches you, mm-hmm. you've heard from us already. We'll give you a brief overview on why they had the match, talk about it, and then, but with that, Flair Savage, dude. Yeah, Flair Savage from 8. WrestleMania 8, 1992. Oh, yeah, Hoosier Dome. A lot of people. Arriba, Arriba McIntyre. Boy, can Dino's sister belt one out. Will you stop? It's Arriba McIntyre. It is not. That's that's for next time, but much much like the meme from this match, this one is over. It is over. And I want to congratulate The Undertaker on winning another match at WrestleMania. Um, it's just what you do. And uh, I want to congratulate AJ Styles on being one of those people that got to lose The Undertaker, honestly. Um, but, you know, in the tradition of the show, we got to fire somebody. So, AJ Styles. You're fired. 